Hello everybody and welcome back to Countdown to Infinity. It is time for episode 16. Holy hell, we are getting close to the end here. Today we are talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. I am one of your hosts, I'm James, and I am joined by Matt. And Matt is now going to sing the Spider-Man song. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Nice, you actually did it. I did not think you were actually going to do it. <laughs> I'm glad that you did, though. I am nothing uh, if not a good sport. Honestly, one of my little favorite touches of this movie, uh, and I will right right now... I really like this movie a lot. Um, I love the the little during the just right off the bat during the Marvel Marvel uh, intro card where they like do the cool Marvel logo with all the like the 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 past movies playing in the background. Yeah, they have that Spider Man theme playing. Yeah, it's so, just a oh, just a great little touch. I so love it. The Marvel logo, the Marvel yes. fanfare is a is a nitpick of mine in the MCU at large. Uh -huh. uh, during phase one, it was inconsistent. Like they just didn't use it very well. Um, Correct. During because for the first two movies, there wasn't even a Marvel Studios, so they didn't have the fanfare. Yeah. Um, phase two, they actually like established a theme song for the fanfare, and it's really good. Um, and if I weren't concentrated so like dead focused on this, I could probably recall it to mind. Um. But I can't off the top of my head right this second. Um, but normally I can just sort of sing it off the, the top of my mind. Like, it's that good. It, it, it actually sticks in my mind, and they used it for several films, and it was, like, a really legitimately good song. And then they replaced it in Phase 3 um, after, not Ant-Man, what was the first one after Ant-Man? Was Doctor Strange? Yeah. Doctor Strange is where I think it shows up for the first time. The new Marvel, like the Phase Three Marvel fanfare. Oh no, Civil War is after Ant Man. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Civil War. Um, yeah. And the the new fanfare is not as good. Isn't it like uh, it's like which one is like the da 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 da? Uh, I can't remember now. Yeah. Anyhow, it's, it's the, not the great. Marvel Phase Two fanfare is the one that is like iconic as heck, and, yeah. and the new one is way less good. Um, yeah, I agree. And so I'm glad that they got rid of it for this movie and put the Spider-Man theme in instead. Um, also, true. leading up to the release of this film, I was unreasonably excited for this movie coming out. Um, I mean, and, you really uh, like Spider-Man. I do. And uh, I, like, prior, to, like a few weeks before this movie came out, they released a recording, like a video recording of the, like, the Disney orchestra playing this theme song mm -hmm. and i was bouncing off the walls i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> please let this be in the movie um yeah it it's really good yeah so this movie is a little bit um a little bit different in terms of i think the back end uh certainly not anything that the average moviegoer is going to go see they're going to go see it they're just going to assume that Marvel made it and that's fine but yeah. Sony Sony is still very much in the picture when it comes to Spider-Man. Um they are the distributor of this film. Yes. Um they it is not um Disney or Marvel or whatever the heck studio it is that um 
distributes almost all the other MCU films. This is this is distributed by Sony. Sony still very much has their hand in the jar when it comes to Spider-Man. Yep. Um, and and they still entirely have their hand in the jar when it comes to uh, like extended universe Spider-Man. Yes, all the Spider-Man um, related characters are, are Sony's still, IP. Yeah. So um, and that's evident by the fact that we are getting a Venom movie um which later this year bad which which looks terrible which doesn't (laughs) which if you didn't it it's it's a movie the trailer for that movie is so bad that if they didn't at the end actually type out venom nobody would have a freaking idea what that movie was yeah like venom's not not in the trailer yeah venom isn't even in the trailer it yeah it's a terrible trailer it looks like a terrible movie uh, it's I, ill-conceived I, at the best of times because how like, do you do a Venom origin story without Spider-Man? Spider-Man, yeah, and I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I really truly hope that Sony was just too far, too far gone in production to scrap this thing because their their goal was to make this whole extended universe of Spider-Man, but not actually Spider-Man movies. Yeah, well, Silver and Black is still in the pipe, um, Ugh, although okay. it was. Uh, it was reported this week that it may have been put on ice, um, which is good. For anybody who doesn't know what that project is, Silver and Black is a uh, like female-led, like the villains of Spider-Man universe that they're trying to put together at Sony. Um, it is a, a female-led team-up movie of, well, team-up or versus movie, it's not entirely clear at this point, of Silver, Silver Sable and Black Cat. Uh, who are two regular um, characters in the Spider-Man lore. They're, like, sometimes villains, sometimes allies, um, in the same way that, like, Venom is sometimes villain and sometimes an uneasy ally of Spider-Man. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that they were, they were, up until this week, making that movie. And uh, who knows what's going to happen to it now. Well... Whatever. Let's talk about the good Spider-Man movie. Yeah, let's do that. Um, so Spider-Man. Of course, I'm 2. talking about. I was. I was, was going to say. Of course, we're talking about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man's. Uh, but no, we're we're not. We're actually talking about Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes. We are. Uh, which is which is to be fair, a very good Spider-Man movie. Yes, it is. Uh, this one came out. Hey, this one came out last year too. What a what a weird coincidence. We just did a movie, a podcast about a movie that came out last year. Oh, you don't say. Huh. Interesting. This one came out in July of last year this was the summer mcu film uh this bad boy was directed by john watts um who really didn't have a whole lot under his belt like at all uh when it came to movies like i'm looking at his as director page right now and the first one doesn't even have a wikipedia page the second movie is called clown which cost a a million and a half to make. Okay. Okay. And then he made a movie called Cop Car called, starring Kevin Bacon, which cost five million to make and who, made who a whopping star. And <laughs> what? Kevin well, Bacon? he made a movie called quote Cop Car starring Kevin Bacon. Oh. <laughs> who was yeah. in it? Uh, well, Kevin Bacon. Oh, oh, I and, see. And some other people. The movie made a whopping $143,658 at the box office. How many? $143,000. Oh, okay. And, and, 
and then he got to direct Spider-Man Homecoming. Like, I don't at all understand how he got this job. But it's a good movie. I I should have probably read into this a little bit more, but, like, how does somebody with those directing credits get given a $175 million MCU film starring arguably up until this point the biggest of all of the superheroes in this in this canon yeah. right like it like if it hadn't been for sony owning spider-man back in 2008 and marvel had it you had better believe that we would have had a spider-man movie long before 2017 right yeah and yet here we are and Somehow John Watts gets it, and I'm going to have to read into how that happened because it seems pretty crazy. But anyways, uh, movie stars Tom Holland, who mm-hmm. also kind of uh, an unknown, like didn't bit, really yeah. do – yeah, didn't really have a lot going on uh, when it came to getting the role back in Civil War, which is where um, we first got our uh, look at him. Uh, and it was sweet when he was there, and I'm obviously uh, a big fan of, of his Spider-Man. I'm really happy that they decided to go this route. I know that there are definitely, you know, there are people out there who uh, advocated for the idea of being like, you know what, Spider-Man was, was pretty good, and you know who played a pretty cool Peter Parker? To- Toby Maguire. Yeah, let's bring that, him back. That would have been kind of neat. The And, hey, you know what, there is... Um, there's a, a a video that Movie Bob did uh sometime last year, I believe, I would assume. Yeah. Um talking about how he would have worked in Toby Maguire's Spider-Man into the MCU. Yeah, that's a it's, fun video. It's a fun video and it's like it's a pretty cool idea and had they done that, I would have been like, "Okay, this is kind of neat." Yeah. Um but, I like but quite the, a lot of Movie Bob's like how I would have done this videos yeah, his ideas no. are usually pretty he's, fun yeah he's a smart guy and he's got some cool ideas but i i i'm happy that they decided to go with this this direction um i'm happy that they decided to forego any origin story because oh my god we know where spider-man comes from yeah everyone knows where spider-man comes from yeah the closest was- we get to an origin story in this movie are like two two lines one being like with all the stuff Aunt May has gone through, and the other yep. one being like, "Oh, so you got I, bit by a spider? By spider? Could I get bitten yeah. by the spider? The spider? And it's like the spider is dead, yeah. and it's just like that's all you need to know because that's all that freaking matters. Of course, you know that he had an uncle, and his name was Ben, and he died, and he's probably sad about it, and obviously Aunt and May blames is sad himself, about it. yeah, and blames himself. And I'm 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 happy that they went with uh, a young Aunt May. Uh, I I love Marissa Tomei in this role. I think she's awesome. Um, I'm really excited to see where they where they take that character because I think she will play uh, a significantly larger role in the next film, uh, um, as is evidenced by the end of this film. Yeah, it, well, exactly, uh, and we'll get there in a minute. Um, but we've also got, of course, we've got Michael Keaton. He's playing the bad guy. Um, uh, he does. Oh, God, I like Ma- Michael Keaton's awesome. Michael super Keaton's super great. stoked. Michael Keaton in here as uh, as Tombs and the Vulture, real cool. Um, we've got Jan- John Favreau coming back um, as as Happy uh, and as like one of the sort of like the MCU Godfathers at this point. Yeah, having directed the original Iron Man, um, we've got Zendaya 
who who does have many many other names but we're just going to go with this uh and uh she is playing the role of uh mj although that's not really revealed until much later in the film yeah it, like it's, at the very ends te- technically she's playing the role of michelle jones yeah exactly um, but just but we can come back to that to... as well yep uh and then we've got donald glover in a little bit of a cameo yep um double well sort like... of like double secret cameo reference uh but we'll yeah like we'll we'll get to that too yeah yeah yeah. and then of course we got we got iron man we got robert downey jr uh making a pretty su- substantial appearance it's certainly not a cameo like he plays a fairly major role in this in this one yep um but never uh i i was a big fan of how they handled him when i first saw this movie last year and i continue to be a big fan of how they incorporated him uh after having now seen it for a second time um i I think they don't they could have easily leaned on that crutch way heavier than they did uh and i very strongly believe that they they used him at just enough if they had used him any more it would have been too much if they had used him any less it would have been like would have liked more iron man yeah um but no i i thought it was it was a perfect use of that character um movie cost 175 million bucks to make made up about 880 million bucks back that seems like a pretty good return on your investment yeah um like if somebody was like if you give me 175 dollars i'll give you 880 in a few weeks i'd be like okay yeah <laughs> four to one roi yeah. Sign me up. yeah sign me the hell up um all right Matt, kick us off. Uh, what's going on in this film? Okay, so it's after the Battle of New York, and Adrian Toomes is uh, working with his salvage company to clean up in the wake of uh, of that battle. Um, you know, they're cleaning up the Chitari and their weapons and uh, and so on uh, when they are shut down because the, the government has taken over federal jurisdiction uh, for all cleanup activities. Um, and the, uh, like any city contracts, uh, are being canceled, um, in the interest of quote, national security. So the department of damage control is taking over. Um, and, uh, and so this basically drives tombs out of business. Uh, he had over leveraged himself in order to, uh, to take on this job and losing the contract basically puts his entire company out of business. And so he turned, and then of course they discover that Tony Stark, like, is involved in financing the department of damage control. And so they realize that the people who are making the damage are also profiting off it. And, uh, they basically decide to heck with the rules. We're going criminal. And, uh, they keep a bunch of the military or the alien tech that they had salvaged. And they use it to create a whole bunch of weapons. Uh, one of which is a flying suit that tombs himself wears, uh, it, it is kind of vulture-like, and uh, they've become robbers. And so they go around stealing alien tech from various facilities, and uh, and th- that's how he makes his money. Uh, so we, we move into the future eight years, and Peter Parker, uh, you know, he, he gets drafted by Iron Man to, uh, to come fight in the Civil War. And uh, Iron Man takes him to Germany, and he shows up at the airport fight, and uh, then he comes home, and the cover story that they give to Aunt May is that uh, Peter has taken on a, an internship with uh, with Tony Stark and the Stark organization, um, 
and uh, and that's why he and you know Peter uses that as his cover story while he's out patrolling. He's like, oh, you know, I'm out working with this dark internship and so on, um, because uh, but ultimately. Tony tells him that he's not ready to be a full Avenger yet um, and that he should just stick to, you know, uh, laying low, but that he can keep the suit that Tony made for him um, because, you know, he thinks it'll help him out. So uh, Peter, in trying to balance the aspects of his life as Peter Parker is wont to do, um, he, uh, you know, he he goes out patrolling and he goes to school and, uh, he you know, he, he is trying to get uh, more recognition from from Iron Man via Happy, um, and uh, he he you know it's reporting in and like hey I'm ready for my next mission I'm ready for my next mission and just keeps sort of getting stonewalled by Happy, um, so he lets his ambitions uh, sort of take him into uh, battles that he's maybe not ready for. He tries to stop a bank robbery uh, with some folks that are using alien tech, and uh, and and ends up causing well not causing but being involved in an an accident as a result of that in that fight that essentially blows up his favorite local bodega um and uh and you know there's collateral damage involved and so on and uh he yeah he, he's basically sort of like trying to balance responsibility and life and so on um he he ultimately decides to quit uh, his academic decathlon team so that he can have more time to stay in in New York City uh, because he's concerned that at any moment Tony could call him and uh, and give him a mission and he doesn't want to have to travel out of town um, and uh, along the way uh, his his best friend Ned uh, discovers that that he's Spider-Man and uh, Ned then in in a you know a show of trying to to impress uh the friends and the girl that uh, like the girl liz that peter has a crush on tells them that peter knows spider-man and so peter gets an invite to liz's party um and crafts a plan to have spider-man show up to prove that peter knows spider-man um and peter's not sure he wants to go through with it but then ultimately sort of like after being frustrated by flash being a jerk to him uh decides that he's going to show them you know he's going to show flash up and and have spider-man appear so while he's standing on the roof changing into a spider-man outfit he sees a freaky explosion off in the distance so he abandons the party uh and his reputation in so doing um leaves ned behind and uh goes to investigate this uh, explosion and finds a weapons deal going down with more of this alien tech and uh, he interrupts the weapons deal and follows the the truck and uh, essentially and in following the truck gets picked up by the vulture and and left in essentially over his head as he's dropped into what the hudson river and uh and starts to drown uh only to be saved by Iron Man showing up and pulling him out of the water and giving him a stern talking to for trying to punch above his weight class. So, um... Now I'm just trying to remember what the next thing is. So, and anyhow, so they... Peter and Ned discover a little purple glowy gem um, that was uh, left behind by one of the bad guys. Um, and... Uh, Peter uh, does manage to put a tracker on one of the bad guys 
And so, you know, he and Ned uh, unlock some of the abilities of Peter's suit and use the tracker to figure out that uh, the, the, the weapons guys have traveled to Maryland. So in order to get to Maryland from New York, uh, Peter rejoins the decathlon team and uh, goes with them on the field trip to Washington, D.C. He then uh, blows off the decathlon team to go pursue uh, these weapon dealers um, and breaks up another heist of the Vulture trying to steal weapons tech from a truck convoy, like a shield or a uh, um, uh, damage control convoy. Um, And in the process, he again kind of fumbles the ball, um, Toombs manages to lock him inside the truck and get get away, but he uh, but he does manage to thwart the robbery, and and the vulture doesn't get anything out of the heist. Um, this results in Peter being locked in Damage Control's warehouse, and uh, he he manages to break out, but not before the decathlon starts. Um, as he's sort of making his way back to DC. Um, but he takes some time to learn the various ins and outs of the, the abilities of his suit that he's unlocked. Um, he gets back to DC after the decathlon, but just in time for uh, all of his all of his friends to be visiting the Washington Monument. Uh, the little purple gem thing that, uh, that Ned had on his person um, goes through an x-ray at the check security checkpoint at the Washington Monument that causes it to uh, over like to go critical and explode uh, causing the elevator in the uh, in the Washington Monument to break and put all of them in danger so spider-man shows up to the the Washington Monument and saves the day um, rescuing them all and then uh, Peter uh, heads back home with the decathlon team uh, sort of sulking and hanging his head because he's let everybody down by not being there for the decathlon, but they don't seem overly worried about it because they won. Um, So that happens. Uh, Peter then continues to to trace this illegal weapons ring uh, to the Staten Island Ferry, and uh, he goes to to break up the the weapons deal that's happening on the Staten Island Ferry, um, only to have his attempt to break up the weapons deal thwarted by the FBI also showing up to try and break up the weapons deal. This results in a whole bunch of things going wrong for basically everyone involved. The vulture shows up, uh, the FBI are scattered, the the weapons deal goes south, uh, one of the weapons goes critical and cuts the Staten Island Ferry in half. Uh, Peter does his best to try and stop the Staten Island Ferry from sinking, but... Uh, doesn't quite manage to get there, uh, and the the ferry begins to sink, uh, only for Iron Man to show up, put the boat back together, and then give Peter another stern talking to for trying to punch outside his weight class. Um, at this point, Pete is like, well, if you had just listened to me about the fact that this is going on, uh, I wouldn't have been there in the first place. And Tony says, who do you think called the FBI? Uh, like, this is too big for you, but there are people whose job this is. Let them do their jobs. Um, and then takes the suit away from from Peter, saying, like, listen, you clearly are not responsible enough to, like, be doing this right now, so don't. And, uh, and Pete says, well, you know, I'm nothing without the suit. And Tony says, well, if you're nothing without the suit, then you don't deserve to have it. And, uh, and he takes it away. Um... But, so, 
Pete then, you know, he goes home. Uh, he asks Liz out to the homecoming dance. Um, he, he goes to pick Liz up to take her to the homecoming dance. And lo and behold, her dad is revealed to be Adrian Toomes. What? And uh, in one of the best scenes in the whole movie, in my opinion. Um, and uh, so he he drives them to homecoming. And as the conversation unfolds, learns things about the events that Peter has been involved in, like going to Washington and then disappearing and blowing off the the decathlon and uh blowing yeah showing up at the party for 10 seconds and then disappearing and uh so on and so forth and he puts two and two together and realizes that peter is spider-man so he says i do hmm? i do love i just want to just interject here i do love i don't want to spend too much time about talking this i just love how not stupid tombs is yeah when it comes to that just his ability to put that together like that quickly was just like oh that's refreshing yeah like that's that's cool and it just makes him so much scarier too yeah anyways continue yep <laughs> um so he sends liz into the dance and is like i'm gonna give peter the dad talk and then pulls out his gun and turns around and basically puts the fear of god and peter uh saying like listen you're in over your head if you like if you get in my way again i will kill you and everyone you care about um so go in there have fun and stay out of my way basically i and then i just saved your life so what do you say and peter says thank you and then leaves um pete then goes into the homecoming pants tells liz he can't stay uh and runs goes finds his spider-man outfit uh leaves gets into the gets into a fight with one of uh, vulture's henchmen the shocker um and uh but manages to get through the fight with uh with ned's help and then heads off to uh thwart the final heist that the vulture has embarked on which he has come to realize is raiding uh the avengers tower moving jet uh because it happens that at the same time as like on the same night as the homecoming dance uh the avengers are moving from like all of their the last of their stuff from Avengers Tower to the new Avengers facility in upstate New York, um, and Toombs is going to raid that plane. So he intervenes. He thwarts the robbery. The plane crashes. Uh, Toombs gets in. Or no, sorry, I'm missing the bit where he goes. Like he chases him down at the warehouse and is like, "All right, this is it. It's over. I've stopped. I'm gonna stop you." Uh, and Toombs drops the entire roof of the warehouse on top of Peter and then goes to rob the plane, um, which leads Peter to have a, a like crisis moment where he realizes how like how serious what he's doing actually is and how much his life actually is in danger. Um, but he musters his confidence and his courage, lifts the building off of himself and goes to face down Toombs and stop the the plane from being robbed. Uh, he, he stops Tombs, the plane crashes, um, and, uh, you know, he, he, he then fights Tombs a bit more, uh, finally stops him when the power reactor in Tombs's uh, vulture suit goes critical, uh, but then drags Tombs out of the wreckage and, uh, and ties him up, but saves his life and, uh, leaves him there for Happy and or Iron Man to find later. Uh, Happy shows up, finds him, 
Toombs goes to jail. Uh, all of the Avengers stuff makes its way to upstate New York. And uh, then Happy meets uh, Peter at school in the bathroom in a very awkward, funny scene um, and invites him up to upstate New York where Peter meets with Tony. Tony says, all right, cool. You've proved yourself. We think you're ready to join the Avengers. Here's this sweet iron spider suit. I've made some improvements. Um, and so, yeah, you just want to put that on and then go through those doors. We got like 50 reporters in there ready for an announcement. Uh, Peter says, actually, no, you know, I think I want to just do the, you know, be your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man for now and turns him down and leaves. Uh, and then is like, wait, was this a test? Tony says yes. Then he actually leaves. And then we find out that it wasn't a test. And in fact, there were 50 reporters there waiting for an announcement of him joining the Avengers. But uh, but Peter has decided to uh, to decline that offer for the time being. The end. And and the return of Pepper Potts. Yes, Pepper Potts is back. And the and implication the... that they're now engaged. I guess. I mean, it's never really... Uh, you assume that that's kind of what they're going out to do, but she also says I can think of something different. So I I don't know. I guess we'll probably find out with Infinity with War. With Infinity War, out, yeah. But, but um, apparently they've resolved their differences since Civil War. Yeah, I mean, was she even in Civil War? No. Yeah, like she hasn't. They were been on in the one rocks. Of these movies since yeah, she hasn't been in one of these movies since uh the first Avengers film. Uh, right. No. She was in Iron Man 3. Oh, right. Iron Man 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Since Iron Man 3 is what I, I yeah. didn't mean to say. And it's and rumored. A... It's it's actually not just rumored. She kind of uh, confirmed it uh, that she will definitely be in Avengers 4. Interesting. Okay, cool. Because um, she let that slip in an interview recently that, that like, it was, she was like, oh, it's so exciting to be on set for Avengers 4. <laughs> and and they were like, oh, does this mean that you're in Avengers 4? And she's like, I've, I can't confirm. <laughs> no, I was just hanging out. Leave yeah. me alone. Um, um, but yeah, that's, all right, so, that's basically it. Oh, and then yeah, t- Peter Peter goes back to his daily life, uh, but uh, he gets a suit. Then back. then he gets a suit back, and then and, and, and then Aunt May and discovers then, it. Yeah, yeah. With a great with the great ending scene. Yeah, just that ending, like what the and then yeah, cut. that's really good. It really I is oh, man, I really like this movie a lot. Um, I'm I'm already going to be having a hard time ranking it. I, I literally just said like 15 minutes ago as we were ending recording the last podcast, I know where we're going to put it. And I already want to put it higher because <laughs> God, I like this movie a lot. It's really good. Um, I don't even know where to start. Um, I love Adrian Toomes. I, I think he's a really great bad guy. Um, I like, I like these like tr- not trustworthy, but honest bad guys who like, I love the idea that, he knows that Peter saved his daughter, so he's giving him this opportunity. Yeah, to this just sort walk of like away. honor among thieves kind of thing. Yeah, and he's just like you. You can tell that. Like, I actually almost wish, because um, earlier in the film, after uh, the sort of this the sale goes goes south during the party scene, um, where he, they're trying to sell the guns to Donald Glover's character and and spider-man interrupts the sale and they get in this big chase and he gets really angry at this guy for uh you know getting angry at whatever the shocker or whatever his dumb name was yeah um you know for doing this and he vaporizes him yes um i almost kind of wish that he had i i realized that they kind of like 
tongue in cheek it with being like, oh, I thought that was the anti gravity gun. It's like, no, the anti that's the one over here. But yeah, you just um, murdered a dude, and but you he, show he, no remorse for it at all. Yeah, and it's just like it it it, it feels like. Like, I would have gotten the feeling like this was, or I feel like we were supposed to get the feeling like this is the first person you've ever killed, right? Like, at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're just a guy with a family who, who made a bad decision, and not even necessarily no, a bad decision, like but just who got, got screwed by the system. Who just got, who got screwed by the system. Um, you know, I, the fact, I love the fact that they point out, like, these guys, like, Tony Stark makes this mess, and then he's the one who gets paid to clean it up kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I really like these kind of bad guys who aren't hell-bent on world domination. He just wants to provide a good living for his family. Yeah. Um, and he's not this cold-blooded murderer type, which is why I kind of wish that they had done that one scene a little bit differently. Yeah. It's like my it's like my only gripe with, with that character and, and everything that he does in this film. Um. I, I get going after Peter at the end. I get being s- just fed up with, with Spider-Man and just wanting him gone. Yeah. That that makes sense from the character's but perspective. The, like, but like, cold-blooded murder yeah, of I your just, yeah, I former just, associate. Yeah. 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 I just kind of... I was That one, I, I was kind of lukewarm on. Yeah. But other than that... That said, I really liked the Shocker's costume. Um, because yeah. it's like there's a great little nod to the comic book costume in it with the like the quilted arms on his like the quilted yellow arms on his jacket. Um, yeah, it's just great. It looks it it's like the perfect modern reinterpretation of like a ridiculous comic book costume. Yeah, I um, agree. I like that a lot. So yeah, so I'm a big I'm a big fan of Tombs in this in this flick. I'm a big fan of Tom Holland as Spider Man. I think it's really great casting. Um, I think he does a very good, you know, 14, 15 year old Peter Parker. Yes. I, 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 that, that, that to me has always been Spider-Man. Um, it's Toby. I always liked Toby Maguire's Spider-Man, but he just always felt a little old. Yeah. The funny uh, thing is, is that like Spider-Man has been in his thirties or older for as long sure. as either of us have ever been alive. Uh, yeah, but like, I just I always like, think of in the comics. I just always he's think always of, an adult. Yeah, I just always think of Spider Man as this, you know, middle school kid, right? Like that's I don't know. Yeah, I just I like that that's the direction that they went rather than doing something like bringing in Tobey Maguire. Yeah, so which I'm, I'm could have been neat, but yeah, I'm a little bit half and half on it, um, like on that aspect of it for a couple of reasons. So one, um. For all the Spider-Man movies we've had, we've actually never had a like properly adult Peter, um, because yes. like in the Sam Raimi ones, although he was played by an older actor, um, he starts as a senior in high school, and then mm-hmm. in the second movie and third movie, like I guess by the third movie he's becoming an adult because there's like the wedding plot line and so on. But in the second yes. movie, he's a college student, right? Yeah. Um, and then for the Amazing Spider-Man movies, again. It's like he's a high schooler, and then in the second movie, it's like okay, well, uh, Gwen is moving to England to go to college, right? Like they're game, right. they're high school students. Whereas if they had gone for an older Peter in the MCU, it would have actually been a new take on Spider-Man. Yeah, relative I, I, to I the think, previous ones, um, I think that's fair. I think the only reason that you don't do that is because you literally are nothing but. 
uh, uh, adult superheroes. Like you, yeah. you don't have that impressionable youth. Absolutely. Character like they don't have need. a kid character in the MCU and they need it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm also a little down on it just because like um, this movie pulls a huge amount, like a huge amount. It's in its DNA um, from Ultimate Spider-Man, yes. um, which like quick review of Ultimate Spider-Man took place over 10 years and was a retelling of the story of Spider-Man as a young kid. So the the it's essentially 12 hardcover volumes uh covering the life and death of Peter Parker spoilers um and uh it it takes place over one year of Peter's life um and that's how long he was Spider-Man before he got murdered um in that storyline um but it was like 10 or 12 years worth of comics that that were actually published to cover that time and he is a middle schooler he's 15 years old um he he ultimately you know he goes through all of the the sinister six and all of his classic villains they retell a bunch of the classic storylines like uh, you know made more efficient and dropping a bunch of the bloat and a bunch of the the worst like the poorer decisions made um in in those story, like in the original tellings of the storylines, but they still do things like the clone saga and that kind of thing. They're just different variants on it. Um, and then ultimately he, uh, towards the end of ultimate Spider-Man, uh, Peter having been like a street level hero all this time and looking up to the Avenger, well, the ultimates in the ultimate universe, um, basically goes to, uh, the Avengers after the events of Ultimatum, I think, and and is like, listen, I I'm like, I want to be more than just what I am. Um, can you train me? And they're like, no, you're too young. And and he's like, but no, please, can you actually train me? And then like, finally, they get Captain America and Iron Man convinced to like, all right, we'll take you on as like an apprentice, but just stay out of the way. Um, and Iron Man does train. Peter a bit, but Captain America is basically into like, no, you're too young, you're too young, you can't do this. Um, whereas Peter in the comics just idolizes these heroes as like the iconic heroes and the, the like the people he aspires to be. Um, and there's at the the end of his story, there's this huge fight that breaks out where um, like the Avengers are under attack or the the Ultimates are under attack. And at the same time, the Green Goblin figures out who Aunt, like who Peter is and who his family is and goes to attack Aunt May. And so Peter is like there with the Avengers. He realizes that Captain America is about to get shot, throws himself in front of a bullet meant for Captain America, takes the bullet, then swings across town, bleeding out, fights the Green Goblin on his front lawn, ultimately like defeats and kills the green goblin and then dies in aunt may's arms and that is the end of peter parker in the ultimate universe um but like they then of course in the ultimate universe there is a second spider-man uh that's miles morales um who was also bitten by the same spider that bit or a variant of the same spider that bit peter um who also developed spider powers and who takes up the mantle of uh, Spider-Man as someone who like idolized Spider-Man and has those powers. Um, and the Peter of this story almost bears more resemblance. Like a lot of the story elements from this bear resemblance to some of the things that happened to ultimate Peter Parker, but 
a lot of the texture and detail of this bears more resemblance to Miles. Because, um, right. like, Ned, as a character, is not a character in the, like, the Peter Parker side of that story. Ned is, uh, like, Ganke from, like, who is Miles' best friend at his Polytechnic High School. Um, and the, like... They make reference in this movie to Miles, because Donald Glover's character is Aaron Davis, and he makes reference to having a nephew living in the city. Aaron Davis is Miles Morales' uncle. Um, yeah. Aaron Davis in the mainline comic universe also is Prowler, um, which is also sort of alluded to um, in that, you know, when he's looking at the... He's like, oh, anti-grav gauntlets, hey? Um, and, like, that's the sort of reference there. But... Um, yeah, the like it's it's interesting how much they pulled from uh, Ultimate in this one. There's even visual reference to Ultimate in this one in that Tony's suit, the Iron Man suit in this one, is uh, primarily silver in color in color with yes. gold and red highlights. Um, yeah, which is actually like taking its design cues from the Ultimate Iron Man suit. Um, but. That like I've taken a long walk back to my original point here, which is the amount that they've taken from the Miles Morales side of the Ultimate Spider-Man story makes me a little sad for the fact that we will probably never get Miles Morales as he was presented in the comics in these movies because the Peter that they've given us is Miles in in many ways he's right. just Peter. <laughs> like they they and you know that's a little disappointing for me because i really like miles and if they had gone with even if they had skipped the like the death of peter parker side of the ultimate story if they had gone with like an older peter they could have brought in a younger miles and and still had like the spider-men thing going on and then as pete like the actor playing peter ages out or whatever actually bring in miles morales as the spider-man of the mcu and there'd be an easy handoff there um but they've taken so many aspects of his character and the the texture of his character and applied it to peter that now they would need to reinvent miles morales in order to have him be in the movies mm -hmm. which is a little disappointing i really like miles yeah, i i that's fair. i am super excited for the fact that we are getting the uh into the spider-verse movie at the end of the year though um yes which is an animated film at least mostly about Miles Morales' Spider-Man. So I'm looking forward to that. And that was my rant about Ultimate Spider-Man. All right. You want to rant some more? Sure. Because I know you actually will have opinions on this. Okay. Do you like Spider-Man's suit? Uh, in this movie? Yes. Yeah. Oh. I do. Do you... Do you like the 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 suit that he was going to get at the end? No. <laughs> there it is. I knew there yeah. was a suit. I couldn't remember if it was the suit that he wears or the suit that he was going to be given. Uh, but I knew there was one that you didn't like. <laughs> yeah, no. I love the design of his his both his homemade suit and the first Tony Stark suit. Um, yes. The, the first Tony Stark suit is, like, picture perfect to me. The, the little spider logo on the front... Um, like it, it's a callback to like classic, classic Spider-Man costume, right? Complete with the like the wing flaps and the little logo, and it's just like that old classic like '60s costume made modern. Um, of course, you know it has all the flashy features of 
what is essentially the Spider-Man suit in the comics now. Because, um, like, in at least as recently of, of the Spider-Man comics that I have read, um, post-Secret War, but pre-Secret Empire, um, Peter Parker has become, like, the international Spider-Man in the mainline Spider... Like, in the mainline Marvel Universe, where he is basically, like, low-rent Tony Stark. Um, he is a multi... You know... He's a multi-millionaire owner of an uh, like tech indul- tech industrialist who owns several companies versus Tony Stark's like multi-billionaire tech industrialist who owns all the other companies. Um, and in you know with the resources available to him, Peter now has made his own suit with all this flashy tech and AI and what have you that and like reactive armor and so on. Um, and the the suit that Peter gets is basic, like at the beginning of the movie is basically that is very similar to that <laughs> suit in the comics. Um, the suit that Iron Man tries to give him at the end is uh, more akin to like the iron spider suit that Tony gives Peter in the comics uh, civil war arc. Um, but I just don't like the design of it. It's, it looks too plastic and like even this now granted all the cg shots in the trailers for infinity war are like not a hundred percent yet <laughs> um but even in the trailer it looks it looks cg um yeah like i just don't like fair. it's too shiny and it looks <laughs> cg and i don't like it it doesn't look like a it doesn't look like a spider-man suit it looks like somebody over designed a spider-man suit um That's fair. do you do you like the fact that um the his normal like the suit that he wears for the majority for the whole movie um has the ai uh-huh. akin to jarvis and friday i could take it or leave it but i totally get why they did it and it it also makes sense in context um so right. like from a filmmaking point of view they gave it to him so that he could monologue all the time and it wouldn't sound weird um and it doesn't it like it makes it it makes his conversationalism while in costume feel much more natural um and i'm totally on board with that having him like giving him somebody to riff off of that only he can hear totally works Um, i didn't actually know do you know i don't i didn't actually know this until i just looked it up because i never thought about it but do you know who voices uh kara i do but i don't remember her name um jennifer conley yes that's right yeah yeah that's super cool yeah (laughs) i did not know that it's a good choice Um, yeah so like i like that aspect of it um, I also, you know, it makes sense. Tony puts an AI in all of his suits, so it makes total sense that he would put an AI in a suit that he gives to Spider-Man. Yeah, that's fair. right. Like if, I mean, if Peter is not making the suit himself and is getting it from Tony, then yes, the suit should have an AI in it. Do you, Do you remember where Jennifer Jennifer Connelly is from? Where Jennifer she, Connelly she is has, from? She has a Marvel tie, not an MCU tie, but a Marvel tie. Uh, the first Hulk movie. Yeah, she, she played Betty. Yeah, yeah, she played Betty Ross in the very in Ang Lee's Hulk movie, which is why I, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, neat! That's cool." Yeah, old school Marvel uh, coming back for this one. Yeah, that's super neat. But I'm I'm um, okay with the I'm okay with the AI. That's fair. It changes I, uh, yeah. Peter's monologuing a little bit. Like he's not yes. just being a goofball, and like like. Pete's whole thing with the joking is that he jokes to make himself feel more confident and to like relax his anxieties about the fact that he's doing these things that should probably get him killed. Um, yes. And I mean, they, he still 
gets that aspect of it in talking to Karen, right? Like he, when he is talking to Karen, you can tell that he's like, you know, he, he, he's working through things or like, you know, talking himself. He's talking to himself as much as he is talking to her a lot of the time. Um, but it does change that aspect of it a lot. Like he's, he's talking to someone rather than just talking to himself. Um, but it's fine. It works. It works. It's better than the previous two who were just awkward and cringe inducing anytime they tried to joke because they were doing so through a costume that couldn't emote in any way. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I briefly touched on it. The fact that, um, I, I am a big fan of, of how they used, uh, Tony Stark and Iron Man in this film. Um, I, I mean, obviously we knew that there was going to be, that connection after uh, the events of civil war, we already knew there was a relationship there. Um, you know, you, you touched on the fact that, you know, the movie picks up uh, following uh, the battle of New York, but then they also have that just, I just love the, the way that they presented the recap of how Peter Parker and Spider-Man got yes. involved in the fight. <laughs> yes. Uh, during uh, the events of Civil War with the little sort of like behind the scene vloggy thing that he was doing. Yeah. Uh, was which like, you know, you can't just... show that to anyone, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So why are you doing and the so... voice? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it does there. I, I do have, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about them later. I have, I have a nitpick about that, but um, I just love the fact that like I, the, the scene where he's like holding the camera and they're at the airport and he's like, Oh man, there's chicken. It's like, there's Iron Man and Captain America, Black Widow, and who's that new guy? I don't know who he is. And he just sets his phone phone yeah. in there, and then ah, it was just whoa, yeah, he got just, really big. Yeah, I gotta go. It's just the the presentation of that was just really well done. Yeah, um, and I was a big fan of that. But did you like like are you are you in the in the same boat as I am when it came to? uh the use of iron man and tony stark in this film was it was it yes not enough too much no. just perfect so when i saw it the first time um i was actually a little disappointed i felt like this movie leaned too hard into the mcu and didn't feel enough like a standalone movie um but i've softened on that since then so like the first time i saw it i was like oh, i just i wanted more spider-man <laughs> um but I, watching it a second time, I think it's a better film than I gave it credit for when I watched it the first time. Um, I think the use of Iron Man is about right. Um, my my only real quibble with it um, is that, well, okay, so now I'm going to re refer back to the comics a bit and then also talk about my quibbles with it. So one thing I do like about Iron Man in this movie is that he is much more a mentor to Peter than like the comic arc that they're pulling this story element from um, yeah. where he is like actually invested in wanting Peter to succeed. And he's like, like, like he tells him at one point, it's like, I don't want you to be me. I want you to be better. Um, and like, you know, he has this plan for Peter that he's like, no, I, you know, I, I see potential in you and I want to foster you into becoming a hero um, versus the comic arc where this took place, where when Peter dies, uh, great comic frame by the way but uh 
there's a like a funeral for spider-man after after peter's death and all of the the ultimates show up and uh and aunt may goes up to steve rogers and is and just like to his face um like he's like you know i'm really sorry and she just slaps him across the face um and is like he he worshipped you he he idolized you and wanted to be you and you all let him down um by not being invested in helping him become more than he was because he had the potential and you all squandered it um yeah. so having having the characters of the MCU be or having Tony in this case as the sort of surrogate for that entire plot line, um, be more invested and actually be in like interested in the development of Peter as a hero works really well. And I appreciate that they did that. <laughs> um, but my quibble with it um, is actually more directed at happy who is just a jerk all the way through this movie. Um, he's just an asshole. Uh, they I, like, I don't I he, yeah I've uh, never I never really thought of him as I don't know he's just so I, di- like happy is he's so disinterested and just yeah yeah disinterested is the the way to go I mean he just he he's clearly just he he feels like he should be above what is essentially a babysitter yeah right and not but, to mention he's like he's been straddled with this kid this unbelievably over eager kid like you see that like text message. Oh yeah, Shane. absolutely. And and the fact that he gets called like he's just fed up, right? Like I, I don't think he's an asshole. I think he's just just exhausted yeah. from dealing with this kid for just even 2 months. Well, <laughs> the thing is with that text chain, it's like he's not really dealing with him though. He's sure. just ignoring him. And that yes. is part of the problem. Um well, like like so literally all they had to do was was respond, "Hey, thanks for the tip." We've got people on it, but yeah, so, but they I didn't. Mean, that, they didn't even do that, right? They were so, just like, so, just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Let it go. Yes, I I agree, and that's actually a little bit of a nitpick that I'll get to uh, when we get to the nitpick section. But it's also like we do know that everything that uh, that Peter is sending to Happy is getting getting to Tony Stark. Yes, right. Yeah, like, we do learn that. Yeah, so. I don't know. But there yeah, just needed I, to be a little more give. Yes, um, I, like, I agree. Although I I feel like I would probably, yeah. I mean, it's easy to say I blame kind of poor writing, but that's what it comes down to. Because honestly, like, I'm just going to get to it right now. One of my, like, big nitpicks with this movie is that that conversation that he has. He's like, I, look, I know that Toombs is doing this, like, just listen to me and at no point do you ever get the feeling until the FBI show up that they are taking anything that he's saying and actually doing something with it. And even when they do do something with it, it doesn't make any sense. Like in what universe do you think that like, you know, for a damn fact that this guy is dealing in alien weapons and your course of action is to just let the FBI deal with it? Yeah. And not only is he dealing in alien weapons, he's literally a supervillain flying around in a mechanized suit. It's like, would would you dispatch the FBI to take Iron Man in? 
No. No. And it's... So why would you dispatch the FBI to take, like, yeah, like, maybe it's not an Avengers thing, but maybe Iron Man should have been looking after it himself. (laughs) Yeah. And and then... Send the Falcon. Yeah, sure, exactly, right? And, but, and then it's just like, and then you know damn well what's going on, you know what this guy is capable of, you know what weapons he has, but you continue to uh, continue on with moving out of uh, Avengers Tower with zero security. Not only than... zero security, a drone plane. Yeah. There's nobody yeah, on a, board the plane. An unmanned drone plane whose only security is, I'm just going to go invisible, even though everybody on the damn planet knows where this plane is taking off from. Yes, and going. It, yeah. it that So that is like the one big nitpick for me. It That's just lazy. Like, it's just really... It's just the old, you know, bad communication trope. Yeah. Right? Like, anything could be solved with a couple phone calls or honest conversations. Yeah. And, uh, it, like, that bugs me. Yeah. <laughs> that that one literally, that one really annoys me. It doesn't ruin the film for me. I still really like this movie. But uh, it's the first, like, it's one of the bigger annoyances of any of these movies for me. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, and... That said, but going back to things that are great about this movie, I want to mm-hmm. give props to literally everyone they cast in this film. Um, yeah, it's the, really good. The entire like cast of high school kids is perfect. Flash is perfect. Ned is perfect. Liz is perfect. Uh, like Zendaya, Michelle is perfect. Um, their their like decathlon coach is perfect. Um, like just. Everyone, everyone with a speaking part in this movie is is like bringing their A game to it, and I I really appreciate that. It's it's like everyone in this movie is great, and particularly with the like you know being at the time this movie was being filmed, that basically all of the kids being eighteen, um, like, and relative newcomers for the most part, like all of them knocked it out of the park. Um, I like, I'm super excited to see all these people in another movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, fun little, uh, something that you could easily miss, which is, um, uh, Kenneth Choi, uh, who played, I mentioned uh, that in the Captain America episode. Yeah. Yeah. We mentioned that. Yeah. Many, many moons ago where, uh, he's back here playing the descendant of jim from uh the howling commandos yeah from the howling commandos as the principal of the school uh Com- with the like the the picture in the background in the frame <laughs> the, and the picture like that, and which, the medals yeah and the medals the wall. in the background yeah which uh, just that's just such a awesome little nod which i love yeah um and then um yeah no i agree the the, the casting in this movie is a plus gold star uh would watch again um I also liked all right. I also liked how many uh Spider-Man villain references they got in cuz there's there were a lot. The, like there's the vulture, right? Yeah. But we've also got two shockers over yep. the course of the movie. Um there's Mac Gargan who yeah will become the scorpion. Um there is uh what else have we got? Do we have anybody else? Maybe we don't have anybody else. Nobody else that I can think of off the top of my head. Um Oh, and, like, Prowler, who I think was, like, pseudo, like, was, like, a 
I seem to recall was like a cat burglar originally and fought with the Spider-Man, but then later becomes his ally, like goes straight and becomes his buddy. Yeah. Um, God, I'm just trying to think of what else. Like, so the the fairy scene was legit. Fairy scene's uh, real and, good, and and very akin to the old uh, runaway train scene from Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two. 2? Yeah, yeah. The sort of like it, it wasn't anywhere near as powerful, but you could tell that they were like, you remember that train scene? That was cool. Yeah. Can we do something similar with a big boat? Yeah. The only thing I have problems with in that scene is that if you cut a fairy in half, it's going down right away. I don't care if you well, put it back together again; it's still going to sink. He he put it back together and welded it. Not Matt. until after it had like it would have sunk before then. The ship no, was Matt. the ship was splitting in half. <laughs> that boat remember, was sunk. Do you remember when we went on that boat? I do. That was a fun time. I remember really having to pee when I got off that boat because <laughs> we drank a lot of beer on that boat. Two cans Fosters. 24 yeah. ounces each and then we got a... off and the nearest starbucks's bathroom was out of order yeah. and then we had to get on a train across town that was i've never seen somebody need to go pee as badly as you needed to go pee <laughs> oh, that man. day i i just remember like like we're like okay we gotta get back to the hotel i was in pain like i was literally sweating i had to pee <laughs> so bad and then we just got to a station and i'm just like i'll meet you back at the hotel and get up and got off yeah and then the tra- you're like okay and the train like doors closed and kept going thankfully there was a bathroom in that station uh but man that's oh man i have never had to pee so badly in my life and i hope i never (laughs) have to again that was misery that was good um god i'm trying to like all the action scenes in this film are really good yeah um all the all yeah just this is a really good movie I just really yeah. like this there is a lot to like. It is it is a flawed but enjoyable film. Yeah, and now I I'm trying to remember I had another nitpick and I don't even remember what it is now. Cuz there was the 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 big one which was like the the the, mus- the communication issues and the fact that the plane took off with zero security and that was annoying me and I I swear I had another nitpick and it's just gone. So apparently it was not that big of a deal. Um but I, let, let's talk goofs. Uh, well, um, sorry, uh, just to go back to nitpicks real quick. Um, uh-huh. This isn't even a nitpick. This is a gripe. Um, but we sort of touched on it already, but using Zendaya, who is Michelle, as MJ is such a yes. cop-out. Like, it's not a cop-out. It it's is. just a little no, nod. It absolutely is a cop-out. She should have no. just been MJ. No, yes. no, no. It would have no, been, no, it no. been much, much better if she had just, like... If it's if it's a thing only for the audience to know, like she just doesn't have a name until the end of the movie where she is MJ, and it's like, oh, okay, the like the Mary Jane of this universe is Zendaya. That's a way stronger play. Um, trying to like, oh, she's sort of MJ, but not actually Mary Jane is just it's it's bad. I don't like it. <laughs> All right, well, that's fair. There's ostensibly, there's going to be an actual MJ later on, I guess, that isn't Zendaya's MJ? I mean, I, I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I I would be surprised. That'd be kind of awkward. Well, yeah, that's that's exactly right. So why not just, just use do it? the name? No, to be to be different, Matt. Just to separate themselves from the pack. Well, she's not a redhead. 
<laughs> That's fair. You're right. The movie's garbage. Yeah, trash rude, trashed. Absolutely trashed. ruined. B C minus. It's 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 worse than the Thor movie. Yep, that's right. Um, all right. I, let let's do let's do goofs because okay, goofs. there there is only one goof that matters in this film for me personally. Okay, it is one of the best goofs of all time. Okay. in all the movies. I'm waiting which for is it. When, which is when we see one of three uh uh captain america captain america cameos with the psa videos yeah and it's the first one when the gym teacher who i believe is being played by uh uh hannibal burris burris or something like that i can't remember what his actual name is hold on now i'm looking it up um why isn't it here no yeah there it is hannibal burris yeah that's right playing coach wilson um, is showing this video. Yes. Um, and at, after it's over, he's like, I don't know, they just make him watch it. I'm pretty sure this guy's like a war criminal or something, but whatever. Yeah. I just love the line of, I, <laughs> I think this guy's a war criminal or something now, but whatever. Yeah. That is, I love that freaking line. So I, my my ugh. favorite goof in that same bit is, is actually he not that line. One, it's, is it when he points to the one side yeah, of the TV the and gym standing, on the, standing on the wrong side? <laughs> Yeah, that's a really good little one, yeah, too. Yeah, uh, it's more subtle. Uh, my favorite goof in the movie, again, one of my favorite goofs in any of the movies, um, is, ding, that's false. What have I told you about using the bell for comedic purposes? <laughs> yeah, just pointing out, yeah, no, that's that's a really good one. You're, you're not wrong. What are some other good goofs? I'm trying to even remember now. Uh, um, Pete, uh, r- like trying to chase the van and he, he like runs along and like shoots his web like it's a, a front shot of him shooting his web and then it turns around to a, like a, a shot from behind and he's at a golf course and his web just flies <laughs> off just into the distance and, and doesn't stick to anything and then yeah. the, the super wide shot of him running across the golf course going oh this sucks sucks yeah i mean it, in that same same chase sequence when he's running through the backyards and they literally cut to a backyard of a group of people watching Ferris Bueller's day off <laughs> as he runs through backyards, <laughs> runs through the scene. It's like great movie. Yeah. Uh, that one's really good too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, I mean, it, it is inherently a pretty goofy movie because Peter Parker is a goofy kid. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of really good stuff in here. So. Yeah. Um, I I was impressed by the amount of property damage that Spider Man does. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a tremendous he just amount. Breaks everything. Yeah, he just ruins fences, and I love the little scene. It, that entire chase sequence is really good and filled with really good stuff. He falls into the backyard with the girls who are camping, and his eyes start going all yeah. wonky and stuff. Uh, he and crashes just through the uh, and... crashes through the roof of the um. The, the shed. shed breaks a fence down, uh, knocks tiles off of uh, of like the, like shingles off a roof. Uh, yeah, smashes the like brick pole at the the front of uh, of one of the houses. Um, in the in the other scene where he tries to break up the the car theft, and he like yeah like webs the guy, yeah. bangs his head against the car. It's like. Oh, this is my car, man. And then, yeah. like, everybody at the windows, hey, people gotta work. <laughs> Shut <laughs> that thing shifts. off. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and he's just yeah. standing there, like, I, I didn't know. Uh, it's a good scene. Yeah. It's a good scene. It's a good movie. And then, it, and then Stanley, it's like, oh, hey, how's it going? 
<laughs> How's your How's mother? your mother? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good stuff. Good movie. Yeah. A A A plus. I like this movie a lot. Where eh, where a do you minus. rank? That's fair. Where do you? Uh, it's not actually an A plus. I just yeah. felt like saying that. Where are you gonna rank this one, Matt? It's your turn to go first. Um... I went first the last time. I'm looking at my list. You don't even know? No, I didn't know. And I told you I didn't know. Um, Damn it, Matt. Between Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy. Between Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy. So um, you just put Guardians of the Galaxy 2 above Age of Ultron. Ultron. So this is going to go between Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy. All right, all right. So this is taking your number seven spot, uh, yes. or your number six spot? Is it six? Uh, one, one, two, two three, three, four, four five, five, six, seven. seven. No, seven. Okay, that seems reasonable. Um, I'm gonna go ahead. I can. I'm just watching you edit our list live. Yeah. It's 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 super fun. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and put this one. So I wanted to put it. I think I wanted to originally put it higher than I think I'm going to. I I think I actually wanted to put it um, above Guardians 2. I'm not going to do that. Okay. I'm going to put it below Guardians 2. But above Age of Ultron. But above Age of Ultron. So that's two movies in a row that have uh, jumped just ahead of Age of Ultron. And our lists are beginning to diverge considerably. Yeah, so currently right now, Matt's list is uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Avengers Age of Ultron, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy the first one, Doctor Strange, Thor, Iron Man 3, Captain America the first Avenger, Thor the Dark World, Iron Man 2, Ant-Man, and The Incredible Hulk. And my list, they're they're... Nah, they're they're pretty similar. So. Uh, the, well, um, things are usually within like one or two places of each other, but they're pretty different. James is now yeah. Captain America: The Winter Soldier, The Avengers, Captain America: Civil War, Iron Man, Guardians Two, Spider Man, uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, Doctor Strange, Captain America: The First Avenger, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man Three, Thor: Thor: The Dark World, Ant Man, Iron Man Two, and The Incredible Hulk. So, in terms of where movies fall on our respective lists uh the first film that's in sync is iron man 3 in our 11th place spot uh then minus the minus the first one sorry you said uh because we're number number one is the same first oh sorry number one is the same that's right yeah then but the next then one that's the next one down is, is the so, 11th then but here's Thor the, the dark world at 13 then the incredible hulk in dead last yeah. but but here's the interesting thing um, that I think is pretty cool. Your first three and my first three are the same, but not in the same order. And my last four and your last four are the same, but not in the same order. Huh. So we actually, we I think we value movies fairly similar. And like everything in between is again, yeah, like I put Iron Man above at my number four spot. Iron Man <laughs> for you is at your number five spot. Yeah. Guardians is number four. For me, it's number five. Age of Ultron is your number five. For me, it's my number seven. Like, again, yeah. every one of these movies, I think, is within one or two. Yeah, so our first three are the same movies, but in the same, but in different orders. The next four 
are the same movies but in a different order yeah um yeah so i i I, yeah i think we i think we value all these movies fairly uh similar um it's just personal preference when it comes to a couple of these things right yeah yeah um but wow like that's that's 16 films um and i know pretty much where i'm gonna put these last two yeah. At least I think I have a pretty good feeling of where these last two are going to go. Yeah. Um, I have a pretty good idea where Black Panther's going to go. Um, but yeah, Thor, that's fair. Thor I need to watch that's fair. again. I know exactly where Black Panther's going right now. I don't think I know where Thor's going, but I can definitely tell you it's going to fall in the top ten. Hmm. For sure. We'll see. Like, there's no way that Thor is going to is going to not be in my top ten. Yeah. If I had to but, rate it right now without watching it again, I'd be hard-pressed to figure out where I would want to put it. Um, yeah, that's fair. But, but I, I feel like I can come to an opinion upon watching it again. Yeah. As of right now, other than the the first Guardian movie, which I want to move up one, switch it with uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, uh, I'm pretty happy with these lists. I think they're looking pretty good. I definitely want to... Don't do it now, obviously. Um, but I, I, I'm very excited once uh, you have seen Infinity War... For, for each and every one of you to post your list uh, down below. Because I, I hope that you are building your list alongside with us. Um, I assume that your lists look either similar or very different. Because those are the only two options. Um, but I'm excited to see them. I, I'm excited to see where you put movies against where I put movies. Against where Matt puts movies. Against where somebody else who's listening to this podcast puts their movies. I think that's going to be kind of cool. I would love to then take all of the lists for somebody to take all the lists and sort of figure it out. Like the average, like what an average list looks like. I think that'd be kind of cool. Mm. Come up with like an overall, cause this is something that the I couldn't have done. Just, list. Yeah. I couldn't have done this blindly. Like I, I could have, but the list would not have looked like this. No, I'm, I'm surprised it, by my own list right now. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't necessarily think I'm surprised by it, but I would not have come to the, conclusion that this list is currently coming to the conclusion as without having rewatched all these films yeah. like we're doing and talking about them yeah absolutely it would have been a wildly different list um but yeah i i am excited we've got two more left um next week we'll be be recording both thor ragnarok and black panther you can look forward to those episodes on the 22nd of april and the 25th of april and then on the 26th two weeks tomorrow we are going to be going to see Infinity War, mm-hmm. which is crazy. We've, you know, it's it's not like we've been doing this podcast for a tremendously long time, just since the beginning of the year. But um, it has been a pretty fun, fun ride, fun journey to to get here, and I'm super excited to to reach the the end, but not really the end because we're going to keep doing this thing, yeah. uh, as we have discussed in the past, yeah. and what we're going to call it, Infinity and Beyond, yeah. and just get sued by Disney. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just just making sure. <laughs> it's I just fine. want to make sure that we're on the same page fine. about getting sued we'll, by We'll Disney. make it a subtitle. It will be Countdown to Infinity, subtitle Infinity and Beyond. Oh, God. Well. What a terrible name for a podcast. Whatever. We just, for the title, for the actual title, you just call it Countdown to Infinity episode whatever, like we have been, but just update the cover art, like the key art, so that it says Countdown to Infinity, Infinity and Beyond. Okay, that sounds like a lot of work, but I guess I could do that. That seems like not a lot of work. 
because it means it's you true. have to update the title one time, and that's it. It's also it. graphic work, and I don't do graphic yeah. work. Yeah, <laughs> it's the work that you can give just, to Graham. It's actually just Graham's job, yeah. so, yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. As always, uh, this was fun chatting about Spider-Man. I honestly could have talked about this movie for a lot longer, but as we've mentioned before, we we actually recorded two episodes tonight, and it is now 10 o'clock at night, and I haven't eaten dinner, and I'm going to go do that now. Oh, yeah, you should um, go do that I should go do that. Um, once again, yeah, thanks for everybody for tuning in. Uh, if you want to support this podcast or any of the other stuff that we do, you can go check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Uh, it is the support that you give us there that allows us to do podcasts like this and tap tap concede and North 100. It lets us do crap shots and Commodore hustles and all that jazz. And we really appreciate it. So thank you so much uh, in the description below or in the show notes of the podcast. You can find links to our Twitter accounts. I'm at James underscore LRR. Matt is at Matt underscore LRR. Uh, you'll also find links to Matt's Twitch and YouTube channel. Uh, and you can find links to LoadingReadyRun.com and our Patreon if you wish to support us over there. Um, we will be back next week. Actually, this Sunday, basically. If you're listening to this on the uh, Wednesday it comes out with Thor Ragnarok. So we hope that we will see you then. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go now. Okay. Okay, goodbye. Bye. No, I'm trying. I can't do it. I smell the food. It smells so good. <laughs> we got to talk about this mid-credit scene. Yeah. Um it's it's kind of a cool one and I, I guess kind of sets up maybe some stuff for the next Spider-Man, but it's we we see uh, uh, Tombs in prison, uh, being approached by uh, Gargan. Who's Gargan anyway? Mac Gargan. Yeah, is uh, Scorpion. Right. He's even yeah, got yeah, the yeah. Scorpion tattoo to let you know he's that he's going to become Scorpion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Gargan approaches Tombs um, by saying, "Hey." Uh, we hear, you know, there's rumors that you know who Spider-Man is, like his real identity, and he denies it. He's like, nope, if I knew who he was, he would be dead, uh, which just continues to reinforce kind of how much I like this guy and, and how much I like this bad guy because he's got honor. Um, at least for now, he has honor. Uh, we'll see, you know, where this goes in the next movie. But I appreciate the fact that you know, Peter has now not only saved his daughter's life, but also his life. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's pretty cool. And for him to be like, no, I, I don't know who, who Spider-Man is. So, yeah, deal with it. Yeah, it's a good scene. It's it's intriguing and it makes me interested in where they're going to take that plot line. Um, I, I, you know, I want to see the scorpion become the scorpion because we haven't seen a scorpion in a Spider-Man movie yet. Yeah. Um, I'm still I'd also be... secretly holding out hope for a Mysterio. <laughs> I'd really like yeah. a Mysterio. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, that would be. I'm funny. I'm 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 also just all for more Michael Keaton in the next movie. Uh, I thought again, good character. Yeah, Michael Keaton's dope. So bring him back. Yep. Uh, and then we had um the post credit scene, which I I will point out that not even Wikipedia, the plot synopsis even bothers to acknowledge. Uh, because it is literally just a silly one-off gag with a, yet another PSA from Captain America 
more or less kind of just poo-pooing on the audience yeah. for sticking around for something that doesn't exist. Not even more or less. Straight up, like... Yeah, just straight today up. Today I like, want to talk to you about patience. Have you ever yeah. waited for something only to have <laughs> yeah. it turn out really disappointing? Not, not yeah. what you expected? Yeah. like there. This is the only exception uh, to not giving me uh, proper story or world-building uh post or mid mid credit scenes is just make fun of me for sticking around for that like if you just say yeah, you're an idiot <laughs> like you waited until the very end and we're not going to give you anything that's that is okay by me i love that uh so yeah that was pretty good big yeah. big fan yeah. all right that's that's actually going to do it thank you everybody for listening uh once again we'll be back next week we'll be back twice next week with both Thor, Ragnarok, and Black Panther. So look forward to that. 